Today we're going to look into the Law of One, Session 66, received August 12, 1981. Uh, here we have a somewhat long session, 35 exchanges, and um, we've got basically some questions on healing, on wanderers related to healing, uh, more about pyramids, uh, and then uh, harvest, earth harvest, or three-way split, and the catalyst at this time of harvest on earth. So it's a pretty focused session, and uh, we're getting deep. And this, this session just so happens to be the first session in which there's some mention of the archetypical mind, or archetypal mind, um, the patterns of deep mind in third density that will be the basis of all the discussion of the tarot which will come in the next you know few dozen sessions and towards the end of the the whole um, 106 sessions of the raw material so we're moving right into the deep and deeper the deep end of the pool <clears throat> now let's start the the this session 66 begins with some commentary from Jim and Carla not much it was put into book five and I'll read it here it's on the re-listened version everybody uh, I'll give a link to there's a way of working with the options at the bottom of the page so that we can see you know show book five commentary so here we go with the commentary from Jim Jim said there are there were no great tricks or elaborate rituals employed to aid Carla <clears throat> in maintaining her physical health and her ability to serve as the instrument for this contact. Good foods, reasonable exercise, and a healthy <clears throat> and happy attitude are techniques that are within most people's reach. And so, you know, how to maintain good health for everyone, uh, for anyone, there are certain principles that apply to all of us, diet, uh, exercise, uh, sunshine, and uh, mind, <laughs> particularly. And Carla writes, It was not very much fun to be so scrutinized for estimation of my energy level in this way. I have always had tons of mental, emotional, and spiritual energy, but low physical energy. In fact, I would say that my life has been lived mainly on nerve. To me, life has always seemed a marvelous celebration, a party of sun and moon and earth and sky, bird song and green leaves and people of every sort and kind doing various amazing things this joy in life is a pure gift and it has made my life a dream of love it was no surprise to me when Ross spoke of my low energy and I doubt any athlete worked harder to keep in shape than I did during this time so there's no doubt that her body she was in a lot of pain and in fact she was in pain for for decades it seems to me and that affects one's state of one's state of mind, and has um, puts up certain challenge, obviously, to balance and well-being, and um, the capacity to be at ease, uh, which are all impaired by um, chronic pain. So there's nothing more I want to say about this now. 
session 66 begins <clears throat> formally with Ra's greeting. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator we communicate now. And then more material, a number of questions here that are from book five or were taken out of the session originally about Carla's condition. Don asks, could you give me an indication of the instrument's condition? Ra says, the vital energies are somewhat depleted at this time, but not seriously so. The physical energy level is extremely low. Otherwise, it is as previously stated. Don asked again, as he always does, is there anything we can do, staying within the first distortion, meaning free will, to seek aid from the Confederation in order to alleviate the instrument's physical problems? And Ra said, no. Meaning, <clears throat> the Confederation couldn't aid her. Ra couldn't aid her more than they already were. And that's a principle, you know. We can keep asking for help, but there is a limit to how much help we can get at any one time. It's associated with what we deserve in terms of karma and merit. It's uh, associated with, obviously, how much we are actively doing and how well we are actively helping ourselves. Uh, it depends on pre-incarnative program catalyst and um, what we set up for ourselves. There are people, uh, there are souls who program chronic pain as a lifelong catalyst. And uh, no confederation entity would take it away from them. And no healer could. And there's some very critical teaching on what healing is in this session, 66, um, that can also be used to help us understand the limits to healing. 66.3 Can you tell me, Don asked, can you tell me the most appropriate method for alleviating, for attempting to alleviate the instrument's physical problems? He keeps asking the same question, basically, and her condition, obviously, um, isn't resolved into um, excellent health. That's why he keeps asking. Ross says, the basic material has been covered before concerning the nurturing of this instrument. Recapi we recapitulate. The exercise according to ability, not to exceed appropriate parameters, the nutrition, the social intercourse with companions, the sexual activity in green ray or above, and in general, the sharing of the distortions of this group's individual exercise, individual experiences in a helpful, loving manner. These things are being accomplished with what we consider great harmony, given the density in which you dance. The specific attention and activities with which those with physical complex distortions may alleviate these distortions are known to this instrument. Finally, it is well for the instrument to continue the practices that has lately begun. So, <clears throat> uh, Don asking the same question in many different ways because her condition um, isn't, you know, doesn't doesn't resolve to painlessness and and excellent health. Uh, <clears throat> Ross says that they've already covered the basic material about how to nurture her, which we can apply to ourselves, how to stay in good health but there are limits. And Ross said, exercise according to ability, which means uh, exercise um, of sufficient quantity or intensity, but not beyond certain limit that each that, that is unique to the individual. Nutrition, 
social intercourse with companions, meaning um, relationships and social life. You know, it can help one's health to um, have friends <laughs> or to go to a party or to go to the dance or to be with one's, um, with one's uh, friends in some way. That's good for health. Obviously, it changes the mind and the hormonal levels. Sexual activity in green ray or above, meaning love-based sexual activity. I imagine it could be love-based masturbation also, meaning uh, running one's energy by, by masturbation. Sexual activity alone, sure. Is it love-based? Is, is there, um, you know, does, do, do you like yourself? <laughs> do, you, do you feel pity for yourself? Are you guilty? Do you feel guilty in the, in the masturbation or, or not? Um, are you, you know, are, are you imagining a sadistic S&M action or a beauty? So these things are very subtle. And it's basically, again, ways of moving energy from root chakra through the lower triad of first, second, third chakras uh, to heart and above. That's good for health. It's good for, uh, you know, hormonal rebalancing. It can be. And then generally uh, sharing distortions of her uh, individual experiences in a helpful, loving manner, meaning um, communication. Uh, so communication with others um, that's loving and helpful, meaning truly helpful. I mean, it's not helpful if it's not love-based. Uh, helping others is good for health. <laughs> being, being, being in a position of service where the person is truly being requested to help and truly offering sincerely their help is good for health. Uh, so this is a, you know, there are many, many, um, ways of living and being and experience that are good for health. And that's what a full balanced life looks like. You know, there are celibate monks who die at 60 and there are, um, you know, married, uh, folks who have a regular sexual life, um, that are healthy till 85. So, you know. You've got to be very careful with um, any kind of rigid theory that says this is good and that is bad for health, as well as this is good and this is bad, you know, in some kind of universal morality. So we need to be very careful to understand what's really helpful and, and um, um, give appropriate respect, I think, to that. So <clears throat> um, Ra acknowledges that there, that Don and Jim and Carla are already well supporting you know, her process and um, given the density in which you dance meaning given the challenges of third density physical uh, which are many um, it's uh, recognized that they're doing fine but she still has that pain so that's the limits of the capacity for healing at any one time. Uh, and then there are people who can help her that she knows about. This is activities and um, the people, those with physical, those who can alleviate her distortions are known. She knows what she needs to do, and she's doing them. And it still doesn't lead to 100% health. And it still may be associated with chronic pain. 
that's um, the, the reality that many people face. But uh, it, is, it is essential, like we just said before, if you really want, if you really don't want to remain in a problem, then, then we really need to do everything we can <laughs> that may be helpful to alleviate the problem. And if we haven't exhausted all possibilities, then um, there's a question, you know, how committed are you to your own healing? So there are many, many things we can do. The question is, um, why don't you want to do them all? Why do you stop? So which practices are these? And again, this has been done answered before. Don asked which are the practices that she's lately begun or that she can continue. 66.4 Ra says, these practices concern exercises which we've outlined previously. We may say that the variety of experiences which this entity seeks is helpful, as we've said before. But as this instrument works in these practices, the distortion seems less mandatory. What does that mean? Well, <clears throat> I'm not sure. Uh, Ra has already outlined or explained some of those practices. I mean, they've given many just in the in the paragraph above. Um, they're also adding that the variety of experiences that she seeks is helpful, meaning she's seeking what um, all you know to to experience all of the multiple ways of helping herself that Ra outlined above, perhaps, or a variety talking to many people, maybe or doing many things like you know walking in nature and going to the mall and going to the church and sitting home alone and eating with friends and eating alone and cooking and this and that maybe you know um, a general variety of experience as well as a, a variety of experiences for self um, helping um, in terms of health maybe it's all of that and Ra adds, as the instrument works in these different practices and all the ways of helping herself and others, uh, distortion seems less mandatory, meaning required distortion. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but certainly uh, an important part of healing is the change of attitude towards our distortions. So one can be vexed or make, uh, you know, there's pain and suffering. And um, the pain uh, of body or mind that one cannot um, at the moment eliminate um, may or may not be compounded by additional suffering, vexation, and grief, frustration we have at the existence of that pain or distortion. So, <clears throat> there, you know, as I say, pain is is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Suffering is the uh, added distortions, particularly of mind, that we apply to uh, the experience of pain. So there's pain in body and mind, <clears throat> inevitable. Um, sometimes as a result of distortion, sometimes pre-incarnative catalyst you know, pre-incarnative uh, programming for pain. Um, sometimes because we, we hurt ourselves or we hurt others or we made trouble, we're, we made bad choices. But uh, experiencing the pain 
being willing to accept pain is different than adding um, complex narratives of self-blame or blame of other, or resentment, or hopelessness, or self-pity, dot, 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 that constitute what I would say is suffering added upon the pain. So that, that kind of suffering is unnecessary and optional, uh, but it is quite inevitable that we'll feel various pain. And, and it's very clear to me, too, now, I won't spend time on this, but it's very clear to me that um, the degree to which we can fully accept pain is the degree to which we won't be adding suffering. And adding suffering to our pain is the result of some degree of not accepting pain. So the, the, <clears throat> uh, by accepting the pain we really need to accept and can't change, uh, we eliminate suffering. And suffering, or what's added to pain, is the result of um, refusal to accept pain. When we refuse to accept pain, uh, we're making more suffering. We're making suffering. Suffering is the refusal to accept pain. And the acceptance of pain uh, doesn't, doesn't necessarily end the pain, but it doesn't produce suffering. We can just feel bad, but the mind doesn't make additional distortion. And the mind won't make additional distortion to the extent that we fully accept the pain. This is a very important point, and Ra will address that later, actually. Maybe not in this session. 66.5, <clears throat> Don says, I would like to investigate the mechanism of healing using the crystallized healer. I'm going to make a statement, and I would appreciate it if you would correct my thinking. Don says, it seems to me that once the healer has become properly balanced and unblocked with respect to energy centers, it's possible for him to act in some way as a collector and focuser of light, the same way that, or analogous to the way that a pyramid works, taking or collecting light through the left, now this is, goes back to the healer, through the left hand and emitting it through the right. That's not how a pyramid works. <laughs> That's how a person healer may work. This then somehow penetrating the first and seventh chakra envelope, vibratory envelope, you might say, of the body and allowing for the realignment of energy centers to the entity to be healed. I'm quite sure that I'm not exactly correct on this and possibly considerably off. Could you rearrange my thinking so that it makes sense? Um seems to me that it's on and off, but significantly accurate. Ra will explain. Ra says it's 66.5. You are correct in your assumption that the crystallized healer is analogous to the pyramidal action of the king's chamber position. There are a few adjustments we might suggest. Three paragraphs. Firstly, the energy which is used is brought into the field complex of the healer by the outstretched hand used in a polarized sense. However, this energy circulates through the various points of energy to the base of the spine and to a certain extent the feet, thus coming through the main energy centers of the healer, spiraling through the feet, turning at the red energy center towards a spiral at the yellow energy center 
passing through the green energy center in a microcosm of the king's chamber energy configuration of prana. This then continuing for the third spiral through the blue energy center and being sent there from through the gateway back to intelligent infinity. It is from the green center, fourth, that the healing prana moves into the polarized healing right hand and therefore therefrom to the one to be healed. We may note that there are some who use the yellow ray configuration to transfer energy, and this may be done, but the effects are questionable, and with regard to the relationship between the healer, the healing energy, and the seeker, questionable due to the propensity for the seeker to continue requiring such energy transfers without any true healing taking place in the absence of the healer, due to the lack of penetration of the armoring shell of which you spoke. (laughs) <laughs> Only Ra can answer this. So, <laughs> so let's jump in. Um, we're talking about <clears throat> seven chakra, seven energy field beingness. Uh, apparently within the field of universal intelligent energy or prana in the uh, so-called outer environment in which we have this mind-body-spirit complex seven-dimensional seven-energy field experience of self. So here we are in the ocean of life or intelligent energy. Uh, For the healer's work, first of all, the crystallized healer, not any type of healer, but the crystallized healer, meaning uh, the healer whose lower triad is extremely clear, They don't have psychological issues. They're not necessarily uh, a Buddha, but they don't have, they generally don't have emotional charge. They are well, well with themselves, well with others. Um, Generally, they're well. And um, they're very well developed in love wisdom. And they're very well developed in access to intelligent infinity or contact with intelligent infinity or access to intelligent energy meaning the link between 6th and 7th chakra is well established, resting upon well-developed love wisdom, blue-green, real caring and non-infringement, and real wisdom and capacity to discern and see. And, psychologically, they're okay. They don't fight themselves. They're well. They're well when they're alone. They're not always well, but they're well generally alone, and they're well generally with others. They can help and they can be silent. That's a crystallized healer as far as I know. That one, then, is analogous to the pyramid action at the king's chamber position, which is the place of healing. Now, when we talk about um, how the healer does that healing, or does healing for others, I don't want to get into this so long here, but Energy comes to them in some one way is uh, with an outstretched hand or a left hand, I believe, uh, pulling in energy. Very similar, I would think, to some of the uh, magical gestures in the tarot cards. Uh, the ener- like the magician. <laughs> the energy circulates through various points of energy uh, to the base of the spine. This is just one way that it can happen. So we're talking about energy coming in with the, with the hand out, um, goes to the base of the spine, goes to the feet. These are two 
ingress points of the root chakra, two at the base of the feet and the base of the spine, all root chakra, red array, comes in then through the main energy centers, meaning all energy centers, anyway, who knows, spiraling through, and then we're talking about the energy going back up, uh, through the feet, through the base of the spine, turning at or spiraling at the first ray center, uh, base of the spine, I think, raw means, that then establishes what could be called the first spiral. Turning at the red energy center towards a spiral um, at the yellow energy center, which is the third ray, which is the one of the three primary rays, one, three, five, primary colors, first, third, fifth, uh, fifth chakras are the primary rays, and that's where there's a major action in... Um, you know, uh, this analogy to the king's chamber or the pyramid spirals, uh, and these are critical centers, and you can reflect on that if you wish. Why is it that the primary, why is it that one, three, five, first, second, first, third, and fifth rays are called primary rays? There, there's a reason for that. Then, anyway, there's this turning at the feet, towards a spiral, another spiral we may say, or a change spiral to yellow, third ray, going through fourth, um, going through fourth ray in a center, in green energy center, fourth ray, in a microcosm of the king's, king's chamber energy configuration of prana. So that's where the analogy to the king's chamber um, healing activity occurs with the um, the movement from third to fourth, and that's you know uh, understandable that healing healing is based in love, <laughs> you know love which is unconditional acceptance, and and the hope that all are well. Uh, there's got to be a transit uh, and a linkage between yellow and green. Then it continues for the third spiral, and this is just in, in a certain way Ra's analogizing the three spirals of the pyramid to the movement of prana from root to crown. Continues to the third spiral through the blue energy center, which is fifth ray, which is the last of the primary rays, then sent from that, or sent there from, back through, through the gateway, back to intelligent infinity, meaning the gateway is sixth ray, back to seventh ray. So that this is just, you know, root to crown, kundalini, um, as a three spiral process analogous to energy passage through pyramids through a king, a Giza pyramid. But <clears throat> if we're talking about healing physically or healing others in this dimension, Ra says it's from the green center that the healing prana moves into the he polarized right hand. Polarized in the sense that the left hand is receptive and the right is transmissive. One receives, one sends if in this process. Uh, and then, so energy really does come out of the right hand. Um, but the, the, the launch point uh, is fourth ray, right? The bullseye, the center of the, center of the seven ray system. Then Ra's talking about some people use a yellow ray basis for energy transfer, so healing as energy transfer, right? There are levels of healing, there are aspects of healing that don't involve the same type of energy transfer, so it's all very complicated, but Ra's indicating, which is an important point, that some people try to do their energy healing, energy transfer from a yellow ray basis, but that's not respecting free will. 
uh, and so dynamics of relationship between healer and the energy and the seeker, meaning the um, the matrix of the healing work, the one that's doing it, the one that's send that that's receiving, and the energy that's sent. Uh, those dynamics are different when the person is transmitting through yellow, when the person seeks to be in control, when the healer uh, has <laughs> psychological blockage uh, and uh, some deficiency in green reactivation, the controlling healer, the uh, self-centered healer, the egotistical healer, the healer who's full of him or herself, the big shot healer. So there are many around like that. Uh, that that type of ego-based third chakra blockage, ego-type mind, um, lower chakra blockage, non-green ray-based healer, um, it leads, uh, you know, attracts a seeker who wants to depend on them uh, and doesn't want to take total responsibility for their self-healing. And so the controller attracts the uh, the one that wants to be controlled, right? The dominator seeks the one that wishes to be dominated. Machiavelli said something like, the, the clever deceiver will always find those willing to be deceived. Yeah, it takes two to tango. So humanity is screwed because it wishes to be screwed because it screws itself unwittingly. So if you if you screw others... Um, don't be surprised that you get screwed by somebody more clever than yourself. Of course. Then, um, this is the dynamic, though, where um, the healer is not operating out of unconditional um, love or respect for the freedom of the one to be healed. And then, um, there isn't such an armor, there isn't such penetration of the armoring or first, seventh ray. It's a shallow healing. And it requires more healing. The, the, the patient that depends on their therapist or doctor, the doctor or the therapist or the healer, that doesn't want to lose their uh, gravy train or their patient, their client, their you know, student, the one that needs them. They want them to keep needing them. And that's what happens, actually. So that goes on. 66.6 about wanderers. Ron asks, now, <clears throat> a wanderer who has an origin from 5th or 6th density can attempt such a healing and have little or no results. This indicates to me that he, that there is some function of the activated body since the, can you tell me what the wanderer has lost and why it's necessary for him to regain certain balances and abilities to perfect his healing ability? Raw answers. You may see the wanderer as the infant attempting to verbalize the sound complexes of your peoples. The memory of the ability to communicate is within the infant's undeveloped mind complex, but the ability to practice or manifest this called speech is not immediately forthcoming. Due to the limitations of the mind-body-spirit complex, it has chosen to be a part of in this experience. Meaning, it's it's that's an entity in a baby body that doesn't have the uh, capacity for speech. So it is with the wanderer, which, remembering the ease with which adjustments can be made in the home density, yet still, having entered third density, cannot manifest that memory due to the limitations of the chosen experience. 
The chances of a wanderer being able to heal in their density are only more than those native to this density because the desire to serve may be stronger and this method of service chosen. So wanderers like uh, infants or babies trying to verbalize sound, trying to speak. Uh, interestingly, Ra's explanation of, of you know, infants, babies seeking to seek, seeking to speak indicates their view that, that the infant has the memory uh, of ability to communicate. They know what that is. That's why they're trying to speak. <laughs> they're trying to do something that they know how to do, but can't do. Because the mind complex, the body complex, are undeveloped. And so there is the memory of the function. And they have the capacity for the function. But they don't have the ability to manifest the function. The function is uh, potential but not um, kinetic. <laughs> it's latent but not manifest. Um, speech is not immediately forthcoming because of the limitations of the body, the mind, the self, the, the vehicle that is chosen for experience. And that uh, touches on the issue um, or what Ra refers, in, in the, refers to in the first sentence of the next paragraph uh, akin to the wanderer, knowing, remembering, sensing what was possible at home, back home, before coming to Earth in the higher density. Yet, in this density, can't do what it knows it, it used to be able to do, or it knows it can do, but can't now do. Why can't I do this or that? And I, I interviewed people in my first book, or from our dissertation in 90, or 91, 90, um, who had all sorts of quaint experiences as children, um, believing they could do that which they remembered they were able to do before incarnation. Like some woman, I think, told me that um, she uh, repeatedly jumped out of the second floor window of her little house uh, onto bushes, <laughs> or something like that. And at some point she said, hmm, this gravity is too strong. <laughs> and meaning she couldn't fly. She thought she could. Why not? Because she could before, or she didn't, you know, have limitations of gravity um, in the home dimension. And so there's much we cannot manifest due to limitations uh, of 3D space-time incarnation, and this is our chosen experience. We chose these limitations. So uh, that can be generalized um, and I could speak an hour on this, um, uh, working with limitations of our chosen experience. And so there's the limitations of uh, experience at body, mind, and spirit levels, right? And I don't, this, is, this will go on and on and on, but um, much of our pain to which we generally add uh, commentary which increases or causes suffering, much of our pain and suffering is associated with various limitations of the chosen experience in body, mind, spirit in third density space-time, no doubt, as far as I can tell. Some of that um, is the result of uh, unwise choices. Some of it's the result of psychological uh, wounding unhealed. Some of it's simply the result of the vehicle here in 3D space-time. You got a body, and it's frail, 
and easily sick uh, if you uh, make a wrong decision. If you eat uh, spoiled, uh, you know, ground beef in the taco, uh, E. coli, Mr. Little E. coli will get you. So it's just stuff like that. So, and there's limitations, uh, therefore, of catalyst um, at body, mind, spirit levels. Um, you know, healing um, is basically working with... Um, the consequences of um, limitations in experience, the whole incarnation, you know, is, is um, a series of tests uh, associated with how we meet a difficult catalyst. And so, uh, for wanderers, there's the added challenge that. Um, many limitations we experience are associated simply with the vehicle. You, there, there's no negative karma associated with um, being in these vehicles. The vehicle is the vehicle. 3D space-time body, 3D space-time brain, 3D space-time mind with veil, meaning much ignorance, meaning much unrecognized um, deep mind process. Contradictory tendencies in mind that, that why am I? Why am I even that way? I love it and I hate it. I want and I don't want. How can this be? This is the mind in three D space time. <laughs> Big butterfly here. So um, much we can talk about, and I have many talks on this. But <laughs> there are limitations of chosen catalyst, and there are limitations in our distorted response to catalyst that is our fashioned experience um, of the catalyst. Um, but wanderers have even more challenges than others, actually. Uh, and so uh, the chances of a wanderer being able to heal here are only more um, simply because wanderers generally have a stronger desire to serve, which means a stronger desire to be uh, of benefit to others which means um, perhaps a stronger desire for relationship and community. Uh, perfect soulmate and, um, you know, a harmonious community and friendship. Um, more than ordinary folks. That's interesting. Wanderers are actually more social than, than ordinary folks in many cases. Because there's more open heart, or there's the history of more open heart. Anyway, this can go on and on and on. 66.7, Don asks, what about the ones with the dual, not the wanderers, but the, the harvested and dual activated third and fourth density bodies entities, meaning what I'm calling 4D, 4D wanderers, are they able to heal using the techniques that we've discussed? Ross said, in many cases, this is so. But as beginners of fourth density, the desire may not be present. <laughs> And so, it's true that many 4D positive wanderers, double-bodied or not, and I don't think there's any problem calling them wanderers, fine. Where do you think they harvested, huh? <laughs> they, many, harvested on other planets. So, that's called wanderer. Now, they are beginners of fourth density. Some may have, you know, the spoon boy is a double-bodied 4D wanderer in Matrix. But... The desire to heal may not be present, and that's what I found in um, 
my travels, um, people that I would consider to be fourth density positive wanderers um, are not much interested in discipline and uh, rigor. They're, they're really not yet um, longing for discipline uh, of spiritual training. They, they certainly want others to be well, but they're not that disciplined. And um, to become a healer or something formal uh, in, in a helping way, uh, one needs disciplined training. And if you don't want discipline, which is fine, you won't, um, ha- you, you won't have the orderly, um, reorganized mind <laughs> necessary um, for certain higher forms of service. Now, Don asks further on this 668 and says, I'm assuming then that we have a wanderer with the desire attempting to learn the techniques of healing while, shall I say, trapped in third density. He then, it seems to me, is primarily concerned with the balancing and unblocking of the energy centers. Am I correct in this assumption? Meaning, wanderer in general or fourth density wanderer, uh, if they have a desire to be a healer, would be learning technologies of healing, techniques of healing, meaning how to do healing, while trapped in third density, meaning 3D space-time. Is he he or she primarily concerned with balancing and unblocking energy centers? Uh, Ra said this is correct, meaning (laughs) healing and balance, or unblocking blockages. Ra said this is correct, 66.8, only insofar as the healer has become balanced May it be a channel for the balancing of another self. The healing is first practiced upon the self, if we may say this in another way. I think that's the best way to say it. Healing is first practiced upon the self. The healer is a channel. And Ross says down here later, he says, the healer doesn't heal. Critical statement. The healer doesn't heal. Uh, only to the degree the healer has become balanced or lives in balance or is in balance, may it be a channel, a conduit for energy process that may lead to balancing of another, which is done by the other. Healing is first practiced upon the self. Teaching is first practiced upon the self. The greatest teacher is the greatest learner. The greatest teacher is the greatest student. The great teacher loves to be a student. (laughs) The great teacher is the one who doesn't care about being a teacher, as far as I can tell. They really want to be a student, or they really love to learn. (laughs) If you love to learn, it means you love truth. And if you love truth, I think you're safe to be a teacher. But if you love to be a teacher, hmm, what is it that you love? Or, how much of that love of being a teacher is love of being wanted, or needed, or admired, or looked up to, or respected, or needed, or whatever, right? To what extent, um, to what extent has the healer healed him or herself? To what extent is the healer spiritually mature? Only to the extent the healer is spiritually mature. Can they really support others in spiritual maturity? 
And that's the same thing with UFO experts and UFO conspiracy, uh, you know, um, self-claimed um, inside uh, information uh, speakers. <clears throat> Only to the extent that they know um, seven-dimensional metaphysics really well from multiple perspectives, I think, can they claim to be um, somewhat informed upon what they're speaking, upon that which they're speaking of. You know, it's important to know Gnosticism. It's important to know 31 planes or Buddhist cosmology. It's important to know Hindu seven chakra, seven dimensional uh, perspectives. To know the raw material. To know theosophy. <laughs> to know Western metaphysics. To know, uh, you know, Christian and Islamic eschatology and um, cosmological perspectives of uh, polarized beings, you know, beings of higher dimensions, uh, devas and uh, jinns and asuras. If you don't know all about that, how can you tell me about UFOs? Or about the mind of ETs? <laughs> you can tell others, but you can't tell me. So, only as the healer has become balanced may it be a channel for the balancing of others. And I think that's really a critical point. And we'll explain, Ra explains this more, and I'm going to get to a couple more um, here. These are all very important exchanges. 66.9. Now, Don says, Now, as the healer approaches an other self to do the healing, we have a situation where the other self has, through programming of catalyst, possibly created a condition which is viewed as a condition needing healing. What is the situation? And what are the ramifications of the healer acting upon a condition of program catalyst to bring about healing? Am I correct in assuming that in doing this healing, the program catalyst is useful to the one to be healed, in that the one to be healed then becomes aware of what it wished to become aware of in programming the catalyst? Is this correct? Um, I, I'm always careful with, you know, with... Um, I don't assume that Don's question um, shows accurate metaphysical truth. Generally, I found his, his questions show both understanding and distortion, <laughs> as usual, for most of us. So, um, I, I take his answers, his questions lightly and Ra's answers very gravely. Uh, 66.9 Ra explains, Your thinking cannot be said to be completely incorrect, <laughs> but shows a rigidity, which is not apparent in the flow of the experiential use of catalyst. And Ra explains, The role of the healer is to offer an opportunity for realignment or aid in realignment of either energy centers or some connection between the energies of mind and body spirit and mind, or spirit and body. This latter is very rare. The seeker will then have the reciprocal opportunity to accept a novel view of the self, a variant arrangement of patterns of energy in flux. If the entity, at any level, desires to remain in the configuration of distortion, which seems to need healing, it will do so. If, upon, if, upon the other hand, the seeker chooses the novel configuration, it is done through free will. There is one great difficulty with other forms of energy transfer 
This is one great difficulty with other forms of energy transfer in that they do not carry through the process of free will as this process is not native to yellow ray. <laughs> uh, Ra is saying some, dropping some heavy statements here. So Don's thinking or his formulation of the question cannot be said to be completely incorrect. <laughs> well, I guess that means what? It's not too far from completely incorrect? It's not completely incorrect. It's nearly incorrect. It's somewhat incorrect. It seems to me um, somewhat correct and rigid, <laughs> and, and therefore somewhat incorrect by that rigidity. And Ra says, it shows a rigidity not apparent in the flow, <clears throat> in the flow of the experiential use of catalyst. Now, <laughs> time goes so quickly. Uh, rigidity of view rigidity in mind rigidity is um, is basically um, decay and um, the the absence uh, a relative absence of love light rigidity is um, the brittle leaf without without liquid it's the um, old bones um, frail and and uh, delicate and easy to break. Uh, rigidity is the result of a lack of water. A lack of water is ultimately a lack of love. Uh, it's the excess of heat over water, or fire, uh, or wisdom, over excessive over love, or um, the fluidity, the fluid element. Actually, in my view. But rigidity in mind becomes a big problem um, as wisdom keeps developing. And Ra will explain. The healer, what is the role of the healer? The healer offers an opportunity. The healer offers an opportunity for what? For the person to heal him or herself. It's an opportunity um, or a support it's supportive opportunity for a person to heal himself, himself, herself. I'm not going to keep saying him and herself because let's assume it. So the healer offers an opportunity by their energy reception transmission that uh, is supportive or uh, helpful for the one who wants to heal himself. What is that help him or herself? The help is realignment or aid in realignment. So an opportunity for realignment or help in realignment of what? Of energy centers. What is alignment of energy centers? It's really harmon harmonics or harmonization. Um, moving out of distortion to harmony between energy centers. Or connection between sets of energy centers sets of energy centers that we may call mind or body or spirit connection between the energies of what are the energies of mind or body or spirit the energies of mind or body or spirit is the energy field associated with the chakras associated with mind and body and spirit what are those well there are many ways to, to divide the seven into three again you can say that 
first ray associated with body, two, three, four, five associated with mind, six, seven associated with spirit. You can say that first ray body, two, three, four, five, six mind, seventh ray spirit. You can say one, two, three body, four, five mind, six, seven spirit. You can say <laughs> many things you want, but it seems to me that essentially first, second, third, fourth, fifth chakras are body, mind, six, seven are spirit complex energies. Energies of body and mind and spirit equal the integrated or combined energy fields, energy bodies. This is not just a thing somewhere. These are spherical fields or sem, you know, quasi-spherical fields of energy associated with the seven rays, associated with the divisions of the seven into the three of mind-body-spirit, or body-mind-spirit, going from root to crown. That's, that's what healing works upon, the energies of the chakras, which are associated with body-mind-spirit. That's what Ra means, I think, by alignment, realignment, or aid and realignment. Now, um, more likely we're talking about mind and body, or, <laughs> you know, lower and upper torso, below the diaphragm and above, or spirit and mind. Hi, hi. Nice big butterfly visiting. What is spirit and mind? I would say, you know, <laughs> four, five, six, seven meaning the blue-green center in, in the chest, the transpersonal mind, the heart of mind, the mind-heart, and the head, the light of the head, spirit zone. Or body and spirit, that latter is rare. Um, <laughs> only adepts are working that way. The seeker, then, the, so the work of the healer is to offer an opportunity for chakra transformation, chakra relational transformation in the seven of the seeker and the seeker has this opportunity what to accept a novel view of self changed view right view transformation of view attitude adjustment <laughs> seeing the self in a a more expansive love wisdom truth based way uh, a greater commitment to truth um, greater truth in in view, a more true view of self <laughs> and of, of, of all, and a variant arrangement of patterns of energy influx. The truth shall set you free. Uh, fourth ray, fifth ray activation, living heart-mind, mind in heart, uh, leads to, is, freedom is the clearance of lower chakra blockages, yeah, it is ultimately freedom from distorted personal psychology and it is um, uh, a change in the patterns of energy influx or the reception the receptive capacity of the seven rays actually so the seven rays receptivity or receptive the quality of reception from the universe from the environment prana all around us from the sea of life the seven rays of my body spirit complex uh, ability to receive and receptive function is changed in the healing 
that's this, another way of looking at the spiritual path, right? Increased sensitivity at all seven levels means improved sensitivity, improved reception, more open, more transparent, less obscured, less obstructed, less blocked, um, less opaque, less diffraction, less diffusion, more transparent, more translucent. Seven chakra translucency. <laughs> Mind, body, spirit translucency. Yeah, I think that's that's part of what's going on in healing. Then, if the energy at any level, Ra, Ra so on top of this, explaining how it is that, that many people don't want healing or reject healing or have ambivalence about healing or don't get healed, how does that happen? If the healer, if the one to be healed, the entity, the person who's seeking to healing, at any level, actually, in any way, um, actually wishes to remain in distortion, if they have ambivalence about being healed, then um, it will stay distorted. How many people who lament the lack of healing have ambivalence about um, what they would be or how they would be uh, were they to be um, fully healed? <laughs> How many people are ready for full healing? Because you see, it demands or entails greater responsibility. That's the point. Of, of he who has much, much shall be expected. Or he of he who has much, for he who has much, much is expected. Yeah. <laughs> the one that knows truth, more is demanded of him, her. The one that's more healed, more is demanded of them. Demanded by who? Higher self? Um, the path demands it. <laughs> to, to, you know, the higher up on the mountain, the more rarefied the air. And therefore, um, one, one, in, one must increase lung capacity higher on that path. One's capacity for utilizing oxygen um, or prana for love, wisdom, balance, radiatory offering, being one's capacity to, to do that alchemy must improve does improve and the responsibility to keep improving and keep developing that it keeps increasing as one goes up the mountainside so who wants to be healed? Huh? <laughs> most people, all of us at some level enjoy the lowlands the Netherlands, the Netherlands, right? The Netherlands, the Netherlands, the Lowlands, the Swampy Zone, the Lower Triad, right? So, um, there's a lot to be said uh, about uh, for the avoidance of, of ascension, and that's why people don't heal, or that's one reason why some people don't heal sometimes, is... Uh, unrecognized desire to remain in the configuration of distortion. It seems to need healing, or it does need healing, or they want healing, and they also don't want healing. Very interesting. If, because, you know, again, um, uh, accepting truth entails greater responsibility. Um, allowing healing... <laughs> Welcoming healing entails greater responsibility. Um, getting one's shit together entails greater responsibility. 
You know, doing well entails greater responsibility. Being wealthy entails greater responsibility. Being smart entails greater responsibility. Being capable entails greater responsibility. How about that? You like that? So, people are selfish, all of us. So we think, oh, I want the spiritual path because I want more for me. I want more well-being. I want city. I want, you know, moksha. <laughs> I want something, something. But actually... <laughs> greater responsibility is associated with every advance on the path. And that means duty. And that's, uh, you know, heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. And that's um, associated with why um, sometimes some people want healing and don't get it. Then Ra says the contrary, the, the, cop, the opposite is on the other hand, yeah, sure, of course. If the seeker, the one who wishes healing, really, truly, deeply, significantly wants um, to wants transformation or healing, choosing the novel configuration without ambivalence, then it's done by their free will, not imposition. And so again, Ra contrasts that to the um, force-based healing that are associated with yellow ray that don't respect free will. Uh, and so, you know, addictive healing. <laughs> healing that, that, that becomes an addictive process. That's not really healing, it's a temporary clearance. But it, it, it Ra's just simply um, focusing on the, the primacy or the essential respect for free will of green ray transfer, of green ray based healing, um, necessary for true healing um, because uh, essentially healing is a, is a, is a self-achieved uh, process. And to the extent that either healer and or one to be healed doesn't want or doesn't value autonomy, the healer likes to control in some way, and the, heal, the one to be healed wants to be controlled in some way, as an example, um, the healing will be incomplete. And that is very relevant for some people. 6610. Uh, Don asks, what's the difference philosophically between a mind-body-spirit complex healing itself through mental configuration and or it being healed by a healer? And this is the point, um, and we'll end here and on 6611. This is the point, and, and we should be very careful not to adopt Don's misconception, the typical common misconception. 6610 Ross says, you have a misconception. The healer does not heal. The crystallized healer, by the way, who's the only true healer, is a channel for intelligent energy which offers an opportunity to an entity that it might heal itself. In no case... In no case is there another description of healing. Therefore, there's no difference, meaning whether the, the person does it alone or with someone helping. Therefore, there is no difference as long as the healer never approaches one whose request for aid has not come to it previously. This is also true of the more conventional healers of your culture, meaning doctors. And if these healers, the doctors, could but realize, could but fully realize that they're responsible only for offering the opportunity for healing and not for the healing 
many of these entities would feel an enor enormous load of misconceived responsibility fall from them. And Don follows that and says, then in seeking healing, a mind-body-spirit complex would then be seeking, in some cases, a source of gathered and focused light energy. This source could be another mind-body-spirit complex sufficiently crystallized for this purpose, or the pyramid shape, or possibly something else. Is it correct? Ross says, yes, these are some of the ways an entity may seek healing. Uh, okay, I will end on 6612. And um, Don asking, could you tell me the other ways that the entity could seek healing? Ross says, perhaps the greatest healer is within the self and may be tapped with continued meditation, as we've suggested. The many forms of healing available to your peoples each have virtue and may be deemed appropriate by any seeker who wishes to alter the physical complex distortions or some connection between the various portions of the mind-body-spirit complex thereby. So, there are many forms of healing, each have virtue, or most of them have virtue, but um, it's the seeker, the person who seeks the healing, that is the one I think who should who, who's um, qualified to deem them appropriate or not for themselves. If it works, it works. So long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm glad it works. Uh, what is healing? Healing is this altering of physical complex distortions, meaning what we call physical healing, or connection between various parts of mind, body, spirit complex, meaning um, relations between mind and body and spirit, meaning chakra relations. Resonance between chakras, meaning particularly, you know, release of blockage in one, two, three, and activation and balance of four and five, and activation and coordination with six center. That's, that's, you know, the spiritual path is healing. The development of the seven chakras is healing. Same. But it's just that people talk about, you know, heal my, my body problem. Uh, but ultimately, the, the energetics of, lower chakra blockage clearance that lead to healing of physical body complex ailments is not essentially different than the work um, of transformation of mind and spirit which is also clearing lower chakra blockage activating blue green and activating and coordinating with six ray and then making contact with Telch infinity it's the same work you know <laughs> the work on the seven chakras um, can involve can lead to physical body healing can lead to healing of psychological ailment psychological conflict can lead to uh, development of wisdom and discernment deliver development of love and open-heartedness can develop can lead to access to um, intelligent energy or the ability to heal others by energy or read their mind or teach well or live well or do radiant love light service to the planet uh, and have cities or not, and um, know who you are, <laughs> you know, know your true identity and your true being, uh, and progress along the path. It's the same work. Ultimately, they're just different aspects of the same work upon the seven rays. And uh, again, the healer does not heal. The crystallized healer, who's the only healer, actually, is at best or truly would be then a channel for intelligent energy but they can only be such if they've um, 
heal themselves first. Um, and so the healer offers opportunity. And the key is that the healer doesn't approach one whose request for aid has not come to it previously, meaning the healer doesn't impose themselves without responding to call. They wait for the call. The Confederation waits for the call. Versus Orion that calls itself, Ra has said. The healer waits for the call. The teacher waits for the call. The helper waits for the call. Otherwise, you may be infringing. Um, which is not Green Ray. Which is not Ahimsa. Which is not helpful for you or them. And so, it's also true that that's actually what's happening when the doctor gives you pills. Those pills are an opportunity for you to heal yourself. And a person may or may not take them. So, uh, meaning, uh, the pills don't heal you either. In fact, brown rice doesn't heal you, and umeboshi, and, uh, you know, the massage uh, therapist doesn't heal you. In fact, all the whole physical world that may be used as part of our healing process, the diet and the exercise and all those things, don't do the work. The work is done by the mind. And so then you could ask, well, is all that stuff necessary or not? Well, it is and it isn't. If it helps, or indeed um, is um, has consequence to healing, if if healing is the consequence of performance of the various activities, including diet and exercise and social intercourse and sexuality, green ray sexuality, and uh, want many activities, and going to a healer or taking little pills from the doctor, if the consequence is um, authentic healing, then it was helpful. But in no case uh, does that physical mm, substance or uh, performance of activity uh, or the others involved in the situation do the healing. The healer <laughs> doesn't heal. The world doesn't heal. The mind heals. The self heals the self. The mind of the self heals the mind of the self. <laughs> or the mind of the self heals the mind-body-spirit complex of the self. Or we heal ourselves. This is very important matter. Almost nobody seems to know this. <laughs> Actually, almost no healer seems to know this. And, and people don't want to hear it. Because they don't want to take responsibility. Generally. Anyway. Um, it's good for healers to um, take proper responsibility as being totally responsible for the quality of the offering but not totally responsible for the consequence of the offering you're responsible for the consequence uh, that based in your reception of what I'm offering I'm responsible for what I put out and you're responsible for how well you receive it and what you do with it. And so, um, there are many ways to seek healing, but and the, ultimately the greatest healer is self. Self is the greatest healer, love is the greatest protection. You know, uh, uh, higher, Atman is a crystallized healer. Okay? Atman, sixth density, higher self, is a crystallized healer. And so, one needs not another. If one can get to that, if one can't, which is <laughs> the case for nearly everyone in general, uh, then uh, it's helpful to have a teacher or a helper or a healer. So, of course, and, you know, one can do both. But 
uh, continued meditation can indeed lead to tapping the self, the greatest healer within the self. The self is the greatest healer. That being uh, and its power may be tapped by continued meditation. So that's where we'll end for today. Next week we'll pick up at 66.13. Very nice stuff here. Um, difficult difficult questions, um, Don's rigidity um, you know, <laughs> makes it hard for me, or I have a hard time with it, but the intelligence and the uh, acuity of his, what he's pointing towards or looking into is, is brilliant and very important. Next week we pick up at 6613, uh, Filipino psychic surgery and other issues. Uh, thanks for being here tonight. I hope you're well, and good night.